from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning. Thank you for listening to the G and Ursula Show. Happy Wednesday. I can't believe it's already Wednesday. Ursula, good morning to you. Good morning. A lot of people are getting to their destinations late, or some people got there early, including you. So I think you were anticipating a really horrible commute. Yeah, I was on the same anticipation (laughs) as uh, a lot of these Tacoma schools that's uh, on two-hour delays. And you got parents looking outside like, where's the ice? (laughs) I don't see any ice. It landed in Edmonds. Okay. Where where it landed? Among chefs, other places. Yeah, where Chef's kids, he just sent us a picture of Matthew and Alice having a grand old time at home. Oh, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder. So that means when you're here uh-huh. and they're there, uh-huh. Gabby's there too. Yeah, who drew who drew the short straw? Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Uh, Love you. She, she got lucky. <laughs> what's, going on, what's going on the show today? Well, we have a ton for you. Coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, we are going to ask you yeah. whether the three Tacoma police officers who were acquitted in the death of Manny Ellis, would you want them working in your city's police department? Right. Uh, so that will be one of the questions because it, you're going to hear here in just a moment, they resigned from the police department now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the questions would be, sh- will it be easy for them to find work elsewhere? So we'll talk about that. Uh We'll keep you updated on anything that you need to know about weather, but it sounds like it is not as bad as we feared it might be. Mm-hmm. But we are ready. Uh, we've got the Muckleshoot Resort Casino text line open for you, 888-973-5476, Cairo. Top stories of the day brought to you by Wayscar 40, Susu and Auburn. And I just mentioned the three Tacoma cops who were acquitted of murder and manslaughter charges in the death of Manny Ellis. They are resigning from the police department. The city of Tacoma has agreed to pay each of them a half million dollars for agreeing not to return or to resign voluntarily. Uh, They've been on paid leave since they were charged back in May of 2021. And an internal affairs investigation by Tacoma PD has just found that they largely did not violate department policy the night Ellis died while they restrained him. But in his statement, Police Chief Avery Moore said two of the department's policies changed after Ellis's death, including a ban on neck restraints and a new policy on the use of spit hoods. At a council meeting last night, Tacoma Mayor Victoria Woodards tried to assure the community that the police department is pushing for reform to restore trust in its officers. We have already made changes to the city's use of force policy, ultimately overhauling TP's out-of-date and inequitable policy. But her words came as little comfort to the sister of Manny Ellis. It's a shame that you guys felt it was okay to pay millions of dollars to Killer's Cop plus almost four years worth of salary when there's still people who don't have access to affordable housing. While all three officers were cleared of the state charges, the U.S. Attorney's Office, as we've been reporting, G, is now conducting a federal review of Ellis's death in police custody. I'm upset about the way the system is designed. I'm upset that we're in a situation like this where these police officers, yes, they were acquitted, and yes, the... T, uh, 
TPD found them uh, not, you know, uh, they cleared them from any wrongdoing. But the fact that four years of salary and then at the very end is like, hey, you're not here with the department anymore. You're going to resign. And here's five hundred thousand dollars. So. The thing that I'm upset about is that we, the people, the taxpayers are the ones that are on the hook time and time and time again for paying these things out. That includes Pierce County, who settled uh, with the lawsuit already. Uh, The city of Tacoma will still have to settle civilly for this thing. So my thing going forward would be this. And I want to ask you that's listening right now, are you ready to do away with qualified immunity for law enforcement? Right now, this primarily uh, applies to government officials, including law enforcement today. But this is a situation where outside of this, private individuals or employees in the private sector, they don't get qualified immunity. Doctors, they don't get those types of things. Media, if they say something wrong, they can be sued and all those things. You as the people, the people, are we ready to do away with qualified immunity? The thing is this, until the people, us, are up in arms about this topic, if we are okay with things staying the same, which there's a there's a lot of us that aren't okay with things staying the same, but I'm talking about the majority as far as voices, this will continue to happen. Oh, as far as trust, community, and law enforcement, you can hang that up. It's continuing to get worse and worse and worse. And the reason why it's getting worse is because some of the same people who did not believe the actions that would happen sometimes when, with law enforcement, we are now seeing it on video. Technology has showed us that there has been problems. The problem is, Ursula, for years, there has been a lack of police accountability. In 2024, we just heard the mayor of Tacoma saying that we're trying to reform, we're trying to do all these things, and we're still here. So let's talk about it, because you mentioned, uh, is it time to get rid of qualified immunity? And it is something that gets brought up. And just to be clear, it protects police officers and other certain government officials from being held accountable when they violate people's constitutional rights. And, and, And this has been something that has been brought up. Uh, for decades. So it, it, it applies to certain types of of um, positions like law enforcement, because the argument would be if they didn't have that, then how could they do their jobs too? I mean, that, how do they doctors have a- do their jobs? How do media do their jobs? We can we can sit here and do this all day about not being able to do your job. I literally get on here every day and I could be sued for saying the wrong thing at any time. Yeah. So but, I do my job. My, my responsibility as a as a broadcaster is different from what a police officer deals with on a daily basis. Or uh, what are, what are some of the other positions that we're talking about? A ju- like a, a judges. What, I mean, a example. city council or, member. Yeah, city council whoa, 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 members. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay. See. We talk about what law enforcement deals with on a daily basis. Do we give the same pass to what nurses deal with on a daily basis, to what teachers deal with on a daily basis? I'm not I, I'm not saying that law enforcement does not deal with things because Lord knows that they do. OK, but we got to stop with this whole pass of oh, what they deal with. Other professions deal with things, too. Law enforcement are just the ones that everybody tries to say, well, people are leaving that, uh, that, that profession because of what people are saying about them. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that I don't agree that there are some arguments to be made about getting rid of qualified immunity. I just want to make sure that we're all of the clear understanding what it is and what it, it prevents you know, why it can be an issue and why it's so hard. I mean, how many times have police officers 
face trial, like the, the, I mean, the reason this this particular trial was so um, high profile is because it rarely happens. It, you know, the fact that they were charged in this and, and it, it is hard to get a conviction. There's going to be another officer uh, who is going to be on trial, I believe, from the city of Kent, I want to say. Yeah, um, Jeff Nelson. Yes. C- coming up in in, in uh, the, the case of J- uh, Jesse Sari. Um, so this is something that we're going to come up with again and again. Um, and, and the question is. Yeah, is is it time? And, and if there is no push, is there a big push right now to get rid of qualified immunity? I don't think so. I don't think so at I all. Mean, it, it, I, th- I think I think we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about these law enforcement getting the five hundred thousand. We talked about it recently. Who was the uh, who was the police chief? Was that there's a assistant chief Derek Camerzal was fired by the city of Kent after posting Nazi insignia Did in he his get office. Money? He Did got he get... a million yes. and a half I mean, dollars for, okay. for, for for too many jurisdictions. They they think it's just easier. Just let's just pay it out. But 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 this is but this is an example of a system that has yes, been agree. in place for agree. so many years that people subconsciously just. We hear this news and they're like, oh, so they're going to resign and, and they're going to get $500,000? Oh, well, that's just how it's just always been done. So the answer is this. I don't think yeah. that this is going to be a big deal because the majority of the people don't yeah. feel that this is a big deal. Well, in, in this particular case, though, these officers were acquitted. So on top of everything else, they were actually charged, but... They were acquitted. So what really, I, I guess I look at this and say, I'm glad they're not going to be working for the Tacoma Police Department. I think that would have been dangerous for the, both the community and for the officers. They were, they were acquitted, but uh, Pierce County has already settled money on this case. Yes. Tacoma, uh, Tacoma, the city of Tacoma will be paying money on this case. So money is being paid out. Yes. The people that these that, that are part of these things are just never held personally accountable. Again, a doctor has to walk around with malpractice insurance. A dentist has to walk around with malpractice insurance. There's a difference insurances. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we want to talk about this, until we get to the point where individuals can be held responsible for their actions, we will continue to have the same thing. So I'm not really, I'm not really upset Today, I'm just trying to point to a system that yes. consi- that is consistent, and the same results happen over and over again. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, here's another question. Should protesters who block freeways face tougher penalties? So right now, it's a misdemeanor in our state when a group of three or more people refuses to disperse after being instructed to do so by police. But a bill sponsored by State Senator Drew McEwen would make it a Class C felony. So he says he believes that People have the right to peacefully protest whatever you're passionate about, but he says you don't have the right to infringe on other people's rights, including the ability to travel freely. So his bill is in response to a recent protest on I-5 where activists blocked the freeway to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Eight people were eventually arrested. It took nearly five hours to clear I-5. I actually read about that incident while I was in the Philippines, mm-hmm. so I know it was kind of a big deal that day. Yeah, it was a big deal. And uh, since we've had that conversation, uh, Ursula, I've had this conversation many, many times with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing that always comes up. And by the way, I have brought it up. 
Um, what comes up is what happened in the 60s, in the civil right, rights movement, and the protests that would happen. You see videos and or pictures of Dr. King, and you see them in the streets, and you see them doing those things. And then this morning, I, I think that this is a very complex topic, okay? So I don't mean to beat around the bush on this, but I'm going to say this. No, I'm no, no longer okay with you doing this in the streets. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because if you go back to the 60s, right, I'm going to give you guys an, a wealth part of it. In the 1960s, the top 1% of households held about 10% of the total wealth in the United States. As of 2019, the top 1% of households hold 31% of total wealth. We have a huge wealth gap. Uh, also, the bottom 50% of households has declined. In the 60s, the bottom 50% held 4% of the total wealth, while today they hold 1%. So why am I bringing up the wealth part? I'll tell you why. Because when that freeway stops, y'all think rich people are, are impacted by this? Who do you really think is impacted when that freeway stops? Everybody you want to talk about impacted. the gig economy? Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about those folks that are being out there? So many arguments can be made against what I'm saying. No doubt about it. Bring them on. No doubt about it. However, I'm saying the people that are in, uh, they're impacted the most are the people that are out here trying to make a living that are out here today. It's different from the 60s than it is today. There's people really that are truly impacted. And the people at the very top, they're like, well, I didn't have to go to work anyway. I didn't have to go be anywhere anyways. So yeah. that's my little, little deal on that. Yeah, I my, my simple answer to this would be, should protesters who block freeways face tougher penalties? Yes, absolutely. Right now it being a misdemeanor, that's not even a, that, 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 that's not even a, a, a consideration when uh, people decide if they're going to uh, try to block I-5 or whatever it is, uh, because that's a slap on the wrist and they know nothing's going to happen, which is why it's so hard for the state patrol to get them off the freeway. Um, and yeah, and, and this is not just something that was happening uh, here locally. Uh, it happened in San Francisco. It happened elsewhere in San Francisco. Apparently, when they shut down the Bay Bridge for four hours, you know, for example, there were three transplant organs in transit uh, and uh, those procedures were delayed. I mean, the impact that you have on so many other people and I get it. You, you may think it's the most important cause on Earth. Uh, and how are you going to get people's attention? I think you can get people's attention uh, without hurting other people's uh, rights and ability to move freely as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yes, I would be completely in support of making it a much more serious crime. Can I ask a simple question? Yes. So it would be a felony for three people to protest on a roadway. And this is any roadway. This is not specifying freeways. I think it needs to. I need to look at the language. But my specific question was blocking freeways. If, if you're if you're blocking yeah, a, a city street. That's you know, not how it's written. Right. And yeah. so if someone has a protest in Lacey and they don't like it down there, they can charge someone with a felony. Gee, did they have a permit for the protest on the Edmund Pettus Bridge? Nope. They did not. Hmm. No, I, no, I hear. I, I, no. Yeah, and I hear you too. And, 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 and by the way, yeah. I, I, I even said it, and I, I really, I want to be very clear. I think that you can hear what I said and yeah. think, oh, gee, you're selfish. Oh, gee, I can't believe you don't see this side of it. I want to say, and that question was very good, Chef. All opinions on this topic are valid. 
But in this world, sometimes you got to lay on, like, where you at? I'm not straddling the fence with this. I'm just saying that where I stand today, right now, I believe the people most impacted are the people that I constantly try to help out as far as with my words. And I think it's the gig economy. I think it is not the rich that are impacted when these freeways are stopped. That is the reason why I am on the side of, no, you cannot do that. Okay, coming up, we were going to hit this story, and I want to do it. So, uh, do you mind if we call an audible right now? I like audibles. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because I want to talk about the new Huskies head football coach. Okay. (laughs) And some of the stuff that he said. I need to run this past you. I need to see if you can help me. Uh, calm my husband down. Okay. Okay. Right. And, and maybe maybe this guy, the uh, Jed Fish, maybe he's the one who who will be able to do that. I, I love that. Before we go, Ursula, I just want to just say one thing. Uh-huh. Chef, the way you were able to ask a question with your argument was 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 very well done. Just want to call that out. Uh, but yes, let's talk about the UW head coach next. Jennifer. To the G and Ursula show. Just a reminder, we love it when you interact with us. Our Mucklesjoot Casino Resort text line is 888-973-5476-888-973-Cairo. And you probably heard some snippets of it, but the Huskies' new head, head football coach was all smiles during his press conference yesterday. He seemed to have all the right answers, G. Uh But, of course, with the sting of Kalen DeBoer's departure still so fresh, new coach Jed Fish was asked, among other things, whether he sees himself at UW for the long term. That comment's always going to be made. Is it a destination job? Uh, I would answer it this way. The Big Ten, the SEC, right now is who's leading the football pathways. The college football landscape is about getting to the CFP. There's 12 teams that are going to compete every year starting next year in the college football playoffs. If you look at what teams traditionally compete, it's about the same 12 or 14 teams. University of Washington is one of those 12 or 14 teams. That's why we coach. We coach to be able to take a seat at that table. Okay, is that a yes or a no? Do you know? <laughs> no, that's a. I, I, th- I think that that was a very good, good answer. answer. Okay, well, that's like you can't really say when we, they're going to be here long right. term. I always... Let's keep it. Let's talk about us. Uh huh. If somebody would ask you right now, or ask me, or Chef or Nick, hey Nick, is this your is this your final destination? Is this your is this where you're going to be here for the rest of your life? I hope that's not the final answer. No, uh, you know what I mean. You just don't know. Yeah. Like you know, so many factors. You, we don't, what if UW fires him? Yeah. <laughs> but given that UW has had what four head coaches since 2019, mm. I think it's. Mm, I think there you go, I think it's legit to ask, like, "Hey, could you give us a couple of years?" Right. right. Yeah. Do you, Do you see yourself? Because otherwise, let's you, let's not get yeah. too invested. Because people were really invested in Kalen DeBoer, thinking he was the greatest thing since sliced cheese. Mm. And then you know he bolts, even though he was talking about family and culture and and getting everyone to the promised <laughs> land. <laughs> <Can I? laughs> 
Hey, come on. I've been listening to this for weeks since I've been back. Wait, hold on. I was going to I was going to ask a question. Chef, what was the reason for your outlandish laugh right there? Because it's like when your boss is like, this place is a family. We're all family here. Can't the coach just come out and say, I I promise you, I will stay committed to this organization so long as it remains lucrative for me to do so. Okay. That would be honest. Yeah. Lucrative. Or at least as long as it makes. This is my answer. When yeah. someone asks me that, yeah. I'm going to stay here as long as it makes sense for both me and the company. Bingo. And, and, and can't Kalen get that same uh, that same uh, pass? Right? Yeah. I've I got a question for you because you live, long live Mark. You <laughs> I live, live like Mark in the shadow of UW. Is a uh, um, huge yes. UW fan. Yes. Huge. In your house, it's all it's talked about as Huskies. <laughs> I want to ask this. Can. Are people more upset with Kalen DeBoer going to Alabama than they are Chris Peterson when he just abruptly stopped coaching? Was he winning? Was was I mean they had a good program. They, they previous uh, I think three they, years I, before I think a lot they were of it in the college football timing. playoffs. I think it was the timing of it. And in the case of of uh, Kalen, yeah, he went to another program, uh, and now there's question: Did he already know he was going to go to that other program? Uh, before that national championship game, sure. come on, sure, because that showing was not that great. But are you guys? But, but are people mad about that? Uh, yes, <laughs> some people. <laughs> <laughs> some people are. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend okay. that I am. I'm just speaking no. for those who are f- no. are a little feeling a little hurt by okay. it. Okay, so I believe you. And so the same people. Let's just say that you're listening. You're not mad, but but, but Ursula says I there understand. are people. There are mad. Yeah. If they are mad. Are they equally as mad at Jed Fish for leaving oh, Arizona? No. The funny thing is, my husband, who is who is very level headed, said, "Well, I understand that Arizona is also hacked off too. You know, same exact thing. This is, right. but this is why he feels like there's zero loyalty right. anymore in college football. Right. Um. So, so who is Jed Fish though? So apparently, he's been described as a maniacal recruiter. So he's really good at recruiting. I hear uh, he took the job at Arizona. The program was down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. I think they went; they were winless before mm-hmm. he took over. Then they went one and eleven in 2021. Then to ten and three this past right. season. So right. he knows something. Which answer do you want from me? Do you want the political answer? Do you want me to get nitty gritty with? I this? want you to get nitty gritty. Okay, keep it real. All right. This whole being a good recruiter. Yeah, that's. I know you looked at your about to laugh. No, no, that's in the past. Ooh, today's a different day. You want to know how you recruit? You want to know who they're good recruit? Throw money. That's it. So the question is going to be for UW fans and for everybody that's connected with this university. Are you ready to pay the equivalent of what the top schools are paying for NIL? The collectives that are connected, the collectives connected to it. Are you all ready? I don't even understand the collectives. What? So that's just is that like boosters? Yes, but it's usually the collective usually is a fund that boosters and or fans pay into, and these are the things that's used for name, image, likeness. And so, again, I don't think, now correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that around here that there will be a buy-in on yes, 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 let's pay top dollar the way that it is in Alabama, the way that it is in Georgia, the way that it is in the at the Ohio State, at these huge top programs. Now, I could be wrong, 
but I want to see it. Mm. I want to see UW. I want to see some of these players come here because I'm telling you, the whole recruiting and come to this institution and we're going to do right by your son and your son can graduate and this is the future. Unfortunately, that doesn't work anymore. These kids, I'm telling you guys in real time, these kids are saying how much money. These families are saying how much money are we going to get? I well, just, and, and, and to your point, though, I, I just read that 17 University of Washington players, 17 have entered the transfer portal. And they've already lost a handful of high school commitments. You know what? I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, in real time, I don't, I don't want you to read that name, okay? Yeah. Read number two. And just read where it says got, okay? You can read that out loud to the people. This is one player getting this at a university. Go ahead and read it. $200,000, a car, and a one-bedroom apartment paid for. Hotels and flights, home. Ga- home games, parents paid for $50,000 per quarter. Oh, my gosh. Collective told me they want me to do all deals for them with players and gave me three. Oh, my gosh. Can I just say no, so something I, so about I, that? So, so I just gave I just gave Ursula that in real time a real situation. Here's the key: this is not even at one of the top five schools in the country. Yeah, I mean, I this is like the it. average school right here. This is what's happening. So unless you all are ready for this, yeah, then you're not ready for the top recruits. Yeah. Well, guess what? I mean, my jaw's on the floor. That's just gross. <laughs> I hate to say it, but they've lost me. I mean, so last year I went to one. I went to one game. I went to the Ducks game. I, I just don't care that much about college football anymore. I believe. You. I, I, I believe you. As someone, it's pro. I am a proponent of kids getting money, but I am not a proponent of what is happening right now in college football. And so if you ask me what's happening, it is a bunch of unregulated stuff. Yes, it feels like a... I know of situations, some of the stories that I know of are just, some of these things are bad because I know what it's going to lead to. Not and for these, all, these are young people. Some. These are not mature people. Adults, full-on adults have a hard time with that kind of money being thrown around. And you're well, just going to be corrupting these young people, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, I, I tell you what, my, I would be doing my son a disservice if I call him up on the phone right now and say, hey, son, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, can I hold $10,000? Uh, I'll pay you back. Do you know what happens? You know what my name is now? I'm the son and he's the daddy. <laughs> Coming up next, overdraft fees. When the last time you got an overdra- uh, overdraft fee? Have you ever got them in the past? Well, we're going to talk about that next here on the Gino Show. everybody happy wednesday to all of you we appreciate your time hanging out with us but before you get out of your car wherever you headed to before that meeting maybe starts at 10 o'clock you gotta hear this when is the last time you got an overdraft fee okay let me let me answer that uh i got one like three weeks ago no yeah i did no 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 so I, yeah i really did it's because i 
sometimes uh, in different accounts and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I didn't okay, have okay. the money in there, and it went negative. And they're like, hey, you know, you can put this money back in before we charge you a fee. So well, I got that's the, nice. So, that's so it, it was it was it was thirty seven dollars. And then I was like, oh, okay. Then I just went after work and Normally got they some money. Just hit you, with the fee. you see what I'm saying? But right? it, it seems like it's different when you got a, you know different finances. But anyway, President Biden wants to slash overdraft fees too. $3. The president said in a, in a statement, far too long, some banks have charged overdraft fees in amount of sometimes $30 or more. That often hit the most vulnerable Americans the hardest, all while banks pad their bottom lines. Bank call, uh, banks call it a service. I call it exploitation, is what President Biden said. Under the proposed rule, banks could only charge customers what it would cost them to break even on providing an overdraft service. Alternatively, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau could set a benchmark fee of $3, $6, $7, or $14 that would apply to all financial institutions. Ursula, what are your thoughts on overdraft fees, and do you think $3 is fair? I I think $3 would be fair. I think even $10 max would be fair because if it's $3, some people say, ah, it's just the cost of doing business. Let me just keep doing it. And, and, and you don't want that to happen either. Yeah. But I think it does hit the, the people who are most vulnerable, the hardest, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just get so annoyed with all bank fees. And remember last year I said I was going to do some shop. I just haven't had a minute to, to look and do my research. People were telling me, just go to a uh, credit union. Don't deal with this. Because it's not just the overdraft fees, mm-hmm. but like I, I was using ATMs in the Philippines, for example. Every time I use an ATM that is not affiliated with my bank, I hate those fees. And then your bank charges you an additional fee as well. That's just a scam. I'm sorry, but that is just a scam. Just like... Um, if you are one day late paying your credit card and, oh, my gosh, they're going to you know, charge you $39 uh, in a, a late fee, mm-hmm. which that hasn't happened in a while, thankfully to me. But when it did happen on occasion, I would call every single time and say, uh, I'm a good customer and I would appreciate it if you remove that fee. And they usually do. Yeah, I have I have copies and screenshots. Have I ever showed you the screenshots of my accounts? Uh, back in the day? No. Okay, I'll show you. No, but I mean, break. you know, you were living out of your car. It's you rough. were robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm, literally. Uh, and I, I, I uh, <laughs> exactly. And I, and, and I get that that it was hard. And and for people who are about to type a, a message to us and say, well, just don't do it, you know. I wish. I I know. (laughs) If it were only that easy for everybody, and again, you know, I'm 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 going back to to, uh, when I remembered when I had three jobs and was paying my way through school, and you know, it it was down to the last dollar. Um, and and I, I agree. I mean, I think it's just banks get so much of our money anyway. They're using our money. They're making money off our money. Yeah. And then they want to charge us additionally. It, that's just crazy to me. This yeah. is one of those things where it's like until something gets proposed to be changed, you don't realize how egregiously messed up it's been the entire time. Because banks made like the biggest banks made eight billion dollars last year on yes. overdraft fees. And think about that. They're literally taking eight billion dollars from people who don't have money. Yes. They don't have money and they're taking it for, because Ursula like gee 
you're fine. If you accidentally whoopsie one or you whoopsie three in a year, anyone that, that can cover their bank account, the bank will forgive that, right? One to three generally is what the rule. But if you're legitimately poor, if you legitimately don't have money, mm. then we'll hit you with them over and over and over. And we're not going to we're not going to waive any of them. It's going to be a never ending cycle. I mean, it, that that is a, a quick a, a quicker trip to homelessness, really. Um, but uh, Lily in North Mason County just texted. She said, I got 11 overdraft fees, $35 each, even though she had overdraft protection. Now, that's a scam. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. It's, now, the one thing I did do on my account, maybe about, maybe about four or five years ago, I didn't know that you can have it on your account where you can set it to where my car to decline if I don't have enough money in there. And, you know, I wish I would have known that before because there's been times in the past that you think that you have enough money in there and you're rolling, rolling, rolling. And then that Monday hits you like, oh, the negative. By the way, my stomach used to drop every Monday morning back in the day. I used to look at that account and just be like, Bam! It would it would hurt. I'm fine with an overdraft limit, right? Like we're only going to cover fifty bucks, or the bank saying we're de- going to decline the payment. But the idea that it costs the bank thirty nine dollars every time they have to loan you ten bucks mm-hmm. when you go over on your bank account because that's what it is. You're loaning them ten dollars for a couple days. Why are in our interest rates are what two percent? I can have oh, $10,000 in the bank, and they're going to pay me nothing to have my money in there. But as soon as they have to loan me ten, but I have to pay them four times that. But who is putting the, you know, basically the gun to our head to, 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 to spend use the money? The bank or, or, or to have it in that institution. That, that's the part that I'm like, Can you okay, participate like in the it, modern to- economy <laughs> you know. without a credit card, without a modern bank account? Do we have checkbooks that we can balance anymore? Or do we have random charges oh. debit our accounts all the time now I that mean, we have and, no idea how to anticipate? Is, uh, you know, automatic deduction. Yes. Here. I mean, the number of things that I have coming out you know, know through what was, PayPal. You know what was Venmo. good about this topic? This topic. What's that? I think that this was a topic that <laughs> all of us, all of us, listen, I don't care where you are in your life, we all got a story. <laughs> yeah. except, for, except for 253, who says catering to irresponsibility only leads to more irresponsibility. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> but rare. otherwise, that's rare. everybody, everybody else. <laughs> Nick, you got a story? When you accidentally have not enough and you're checking and it transfers to the savings too many times and you sneak in there and you look at your bank account and you're like, Where'd this $20 charge come from? It's just like right behind the back. (laughs) Hey, love it. Everybody's got a story. Love that. Hey, coming up next, we will talk more about the Tacoma cops that were acquitted and how much money that they got to resign. And we're also ready. Are y'all ready to really have an argument? Where are you at when it comes to standard time year round? Let's do that next. Jenner. 